2: Every day. Shot
1: blocked! Porzingis with his fourth projection. Clemmie Lee for three.
2: Beasley lines up.
3: Milikina. What he does is contagious. Becomes
2: infectious. And across the lane. Baker launches it. Jack to Porzingis. Fires up a ball. The ball one goes down and the game is
1: tied. Welcome
2: everybody to life. In the 99th percentile of explaining, complaining, and entertaining. I'm your host, James Masita, aka Spaghetti Curry. You, my name is NBA Injury Report on Twitter, and this is episode 332. <sighs> on today's show, the final installment of the Peabody Award-winning series, Knicks and Morty. It's the fourth and final installment. We find out what Kevin Knox, Frank Nilakina, and Chris Porzingis would do if basketball didn't exist. Whew, that'd be scary. Joining me to finish this series is, of course, Alex Wolf, who joined me on the first three points. Parts. I meant to say parts, but I screwed it up and said points. Before we get started, quick reminder, 929-377-5103. 929 5103 five, Call that number to take part in one of our voicemail bag episodes. Alright, Nixon Morty, we're wrapping it up. It's a little bittersweet. I'm gonna miss it. But I think you guys are ready for the thrilling conclusion, right? Right? Alright, let's start it. Hit it Mark! Yes!
0: This is Jake from Locked On. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
2: Let's talk about Kevin Knox.
3: Okay, you want me to lead on Kevin Knox? Yeah, go. you go ahead. You know, it's funny, this is going to almost seem like a mirror image of my last one, in a way, okay. but not, not quite the same. So we, we talked on here before about Knox and about how his dad was like kind of nuts as far as turning him into an athlete. Um, Joe Jackson. Yeah, like talked <laughs> talked even from before Kevin Knox was born about like my wife looked like she was going to birth me an athlete you know, and that's why I married her.
2: Yeah. He's so, like, I used to throw a football at my wife's stomach and it didn't catch yeah. it and then I would yell at it. I'd be like, You gotta put your hands around it.
3: So I see Kevin Knox as a very tall NFL wide receiver. Okay. Uh, I think I just see there's, there's no way his dad would have let him not be yeah. an athlete. And not, and he just, he clearly has that like innate athletic ability that even if he wasn't doing basketball, he could still be an athlete in something else you would think for sure. Oh, uh, so apparently as the story goes, uh, presently with with real life Kevin Knox was that he was a quarterback and then at a certain point realized that he wasn't as good of a quarterback and then switched to basketball but in this reality where there's no basketball there's probably a a precedent for more taller football players on the perimeter Mm -hmm. because they wouldn't be able to play basketball so it's like where do these like really tall athletes go probably football Maybe baseball, but that doesn't seem like as natural of a fit because then their strike zone would be huge, and that just would not work well. Um, Maybe volleyball
2: is more popular in this alternate reality.
3: but oh, That's true. That's true. Volleyball. Okay, well, maybe Kevin Knox could potentially be a volleyball player also, Mm -hmm. but what I see it as is that his dad was still a pro football player, so he had himself sold on Kevin Knox being a quarterback, but then Knox realizes at a certain point, just like in this reality, that he's not quite quarterback material, mm-hmm. so then he does the thing that a lot of actual football players do and makes the transition from very athletic quarterback to extremely athletic wide receiver, um, and becomes like an all pro wide receiver. Yeah, like a I, Randy Moss
2: esque talent.
3: Yeah, like like Tactical taller. But yeah, yeah, maybe like Burris, but. Better, I guess Burris was pretty good at his peak. Burrs was great
2: I'm until thinking... he shot himself by putting his gun in a pair of sweatpants going to the club. Yeah, that was really. Give me cool. uh you know
3: what? Give me Brandon Marshall at his peak. Okay. I think he's Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall's like my favorite wide receiver ever. Yeah. I think he was, I think he was wasted for a long time on the Broncos. But so I think Kevin Knox is like Brandon Marshall as a wide yeah. receiver. Like he's gonna like break a couple like single game records, you know, whatever. I see he, his his career might be marred by injuries a little bit because it's tough to be a tall guy and. And be taking all those hits on your legs and stuff, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I I think he'd make a couple of Pro Bowls. You Riding know, a he, bunch of fade he, routes into the uh, into the end zone. Oh no doubt. I mean, he's like the he's the uh, the corner fade champion. Yep. You know, he's the he's the the hail mary champion. He'd catch a couple of those. Oh for sure. You know, one handed grabs. You know, do like Odell Beckham. That Is sort he on of thing. The Patriots? God, I hope not. Oh God, I hope not. Yeah. yeah. Let's hope he's hmm. on the Jets. We'll make him a Jet. That's disgusting, but I'll allow it because it's your. Are you a giant? Are you a Giants, oh, you yeah, a Giants yeah, guy? Yeah, big, time, big time, big time. Oh, screw that! No, he's not. No, he's going on the Jets, man. We need this more than you do. Okay,
2: like That's right. That's fair enough. <laughs> I went in a slightly different direction. I went just based on picturing him wearing glasses. I can picture him wearing glasses, and in this reality, he's a '50s era NASA scientist. He's just got like, take his face, put big, thick black framed glasses on it he's holding a clipboard in front of like some massive supercomputer he's reading printouts from that supercomputer something might go wrong up in space he doesn't panic he looks for a solution um you know he, he's there to make sure things go right as part of that he's not afraid to dole out some tough love you know everyone needs a kick in the trousers every once in a while and i think he's just the guy to do it you know it is the 50s so, you know, his wife still does most of the cooking, but he's also, like, kind of progressive for the 50s. You know, he holds his own when it comes to taking care of the kids. He changes diapers. He gets out in the middle of the night. He spends time with them on the weekends. He helps them do their homework when he gets home from NASA. Uh, I just think he's he, he's gone down a different path in, in this alternate reality, and, it, and it's and it's mostly dictated by me
3: picturing him wearing thick-rimmed glasses. Well, you know, he does have a good purely from an aesthetic standpoint, he has a good like face for having the big glasses. And then you could imagine like someone says something totally asinine. That's like second nature to him, but like to them they think is like some big revelation and he's sitting there and the glasses are kind of low on his nose and he's like looking down his nose a <laughs> yes, little bit at them. Yes. But like, he's got that, he's got that kind of protruding brow, you know? Yes. So you got like a little shadow over his eyes and then he slowly like pushes the glasses up his nose and looks at person right in the face. Yeah. You know, I, I can see it. I can yeah, see it. Yeah.
2: He like wrinkles his Klingon forehead just a little bit, <laughs> you know, at you. he's got, yeah. he's got a touch of Neil deGrasse Tyson in this world. Yeah. uh huh. Yeah. He's like, no, that's not at all how that works. My son. You know, that kind of thing.
3: Mm-hmm. So that's, I can see it.
2: Yeah, not too much more. That's Kevin. That's what I got. We're getting into the meat of things. We got... Yeah. We got really just Frank and KP to go. Do we want to do lightning round?
3: Yeah, let's do lightning round real quick. Why don't you explain to the people what lightning round is? So lightning round, we're just going to say... so Because there's, technically speaking, four other people under contract by the Knicks right now mm-hmm. that aren't on the... Uh, Well, eh, you don't figure that they're the most likely to be on the main roster. Two of them are on two-way contracts. That's Isaiah Hicks and Alonzo Trier. Mm -hmm. And then two of them are signed to non-guaranteed deals and might not make it through training camp. And that's Noah Vonley and Kadeem Allen. So it should be noted that we did like zero prep for this.
2: Yeah, this is no prep. This is off the dome.
3: Yeah, this is like totally – and we're going to make it pretty quick. Yes, very quick. So, all right. Ready? All right. So do you want to do each of us? Just do it all four and then like we'll read them off to each other. Read off the names. You say what you think and then I'll read you the next name. That kind of thing.
2: Yeah. You do the
3: names because you got the list over there. Okay. All right. You ready? So first off, Isaiah Hicks.
2: He is an ice cream truck driver.
3: Okay. Yeah. He's just like
2: I I see him hanging out an ice cream truck window and handing a cone to someone. He's got like a reach for it an amiable personality.
3: Friendly face. Friendly face. Friendly
2: face. He's grown out his hair a little bit in this situation. Not quite an afro, but like heading in that direction.
3: Okay. Alonzo
2: Trier. Alonzo Trier. He's
0: like, he
2: is a, I was gonna say a mechanic, but then I think maybe he works at a hookah bar. What is he? Or oh, he's a belly dancer? He might be a belly dancer.
3: <laughs> those are three very drastically different things.
2: <laughs> Alonso Trier contains multitudes. I'm going with all three of those, depending on the season. Okay. Uh, Noah Vonley. Noah Vonley. I barely... He is in a, a factory where they pour molten hot like metal into a mold. I'm not sure what they're making. Maybe engine parts? He's like a foreman. Mm. He's a factory foreman where they pour molten hot metal into like molds to make engine parts. Yeah. Okay. Kadeem Allen. All right. So Kadeem Allen, um, he is the founder of, he's the guy who invented the paddles on the beach when you, when you play paddle ball. Um, mm-hmm. cause those are called like pro Kadima. And so I think in this, some of them in this reality, it's like, it's based off him. It's a family name, family business. Okay. All right. Um, Okay, so uh, Isaiah Hicks.
3: I think camp counselor. He's he uh, maybe a teacher most of the year, and then a like the best camp counselor during the summer mm-hmm. that everybody loves. And he's that. he's like big and friendly, kind of jolly, you know. And then as a teacher, he's like everybody's favorite teacher that they love taking his class. That's Isaiah Hicks.
2: Makes perfect sense. Alonzo
3: Trier. He is a uh, – he works in an advertising agency where he's given the green light all the time because <laughs> when his ideas aren't great, they're not that great. But when they hit, they really, really hit, and they work really well. So they kind of just let him spin. Oh, yeah. And
2: and they, let him, they let him get high at work too. They're like, it's part of his process.
3: Yeah, exactly. He's, he, he works for an advertising firm, and they, they're very much just like, let him do what he does because the results are there. That's him.
2: Noah Vonley.
3: Noah Vonley. Noah Vonley is a a contractor, uh, but, like, that really, really buff contractor where you're like, uh, dude, like, you definitely were an athlete or a bodybuilder or something before this, but, like, you know, you kind of found your niche now, but you still stay in shape. He's the diet he's the like, break
2: guy, sort of, if you remember yeah. that,
3: commercial. Yeah. Yeah, he's, like, he's... He's like really big and beefy, and he's a really good contractor, too. Mm. He like apprenticed under someone who was really good before him, yeah, you he know. Knows, and he now even like
2: knows like where to pick out the best materials. You, you know, he, he, mm-hmm. he goes to the best lumber yards. He gets reclaimed mm-hmm. church wood from upstate New York, yeah. all this kind of shit, right? And he,
3: and he doesn't bullshit you. He gives you a fair price and you know, he lets his work speak for itself. That's mm-hmm. no problem.
2: You'll pay a lot, but when you, you'll never be dissatisfied with the final product. Never.
3: Yeah. hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. think it's worth it. All right, Kadeem Allen. All right, Kadeem Allen. Because I know literally nothing about him. He is—he's a spy. He oh. works—he works for MI6, and yeah. he's a spy. Um, he, he can put on any different accent, and
2: uh, and you don't know till the end of the movie whether or not he's on your side or not. Like Cruz isn't sure. He's like, I don't know about this guy.
3: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what I got. Just because literally I know nothing about him. So when I think of mystery, I think International Man of Mystery. Perfect. I, think. I love it. Yeah, I like it.
2: Let's talk about Frank, baby. Let's talk about you and me. I'm going to start. Whoa, 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 wait. In just one moment, we will talk about what Frank Nilakina would do in this horrifying alternate reality where basketball doesn't exist. But before we do that, just want to remind you that you are listening to Lockdown Knicks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Because you just kind of stole the wind out of my sails on this one, so I want to get it over with. Frank, to me, is the summer counselor, camp counselor, um, and I'll tell you why. It's First of all, it's in upstate New York, this is non-negotiable, the cat skills. Um, Frank is a huge proponent of sharing and teamwork, which is a crucial lesson for children to learn. He's full of love and patience. He's still young enough that he can really relate to the struggles of the children. I feel like he would look great in tie-dye. I feel like he would be great at archery. I can see him in a canoe and reminding everyone to wear their life vest because safety comes first. I can see him telling ghost stories and he'd be scary. He'd get into it, but not too scary because it's Frank. You know what I mean? I can also see him making like 200 peanut butter and jelly sandwiches every day for the campers. And more importantly, or not more importantly, but just a part of this whole thing, I think... At summer camp, Frank would be the classic, you know, he'd have some time to discover himself a little bit. Maybe he'd try his first beer. Maybe he'd make out with a couple of girls. He spends a little bit of time away from his parents and just gets to know Frank. He never is, you know, um, delinquent in his duties to make sure the student, the campers are having a great time, that they're safe. But he's also got like a little bit of a mischievous streak. And that is my vision of Frank. The camp counselor. I've got a secondary one, as
3: well, um, which I could. Well, I'm not going to let you say the secondary one until I say my first one, in case it is my first one. Okay. Because I feel like there's a very obvious one for Frank. Okay. That. That at least it's obvious to me. Frank is an Urban Outfitters model in this other reality.
2: Yo, I have. Well, I have high fashion model.
3: Yep. Yeah, I see. I've got Urban Outfitters. Based off how he dresses, mm-hmm. you know, I think he would be an urban model. He's very trendy. Yeah. He's also very handsome, very and handsome. he's got that kind of model figure. You know, he's he's lithe, but also kind of muscly, and yep. but not too muscly because you can't be too muscly to be a model. He in He won't still all the way out
2: like he would like he's mm-hmm. going to in his basketball career, but like he'll be yep. he'll be strong.
3: He'll stay, like, literally where he's at right now, yes. where he's, like, he's like kind of muscly but kind of not, so he's not intimidating. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. you look at him, and you're just like, oh, this dude just kind of exudes it. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah.
3: And uh, and it would definitely be for Urban Outfitters because I could definitely see him wearing, like, all the oversized, like, T-shirts and stuff. Basically what he wears now. I mean, he also kind of rocked, like, earlier this summer he had, like, that uh kind of, like, Neo hippie kind of look about him, where he had like the John Lennon, like round sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, and he the,
2: did. Yeah.
3: Uh-huh. He, he had the, head, the headband and the like flannel shirt or whatever, and the vans and the ripped jeans and stuff. But that's a very urban outfitters look, too. It really is. Like, that's that's totally where he's doing his modeling. That's where he's making his bucks. And he would be like their most popular model yeah, by he's far. He's
2: got like that Firefly Festival, like fake hippie look kind of thing mm-hmm. going on. Yeah, I see mm-hmm. it. I see it. And the, the only thing that I saw in this that you haven't mentioned is I feel like there's something about – I said high fashion because I feel like there's something about like the catwalk that unleashes – it unlocks something – in him that he doesn't otherwise show like he's a little bit maybe bashful in real life but he gets on that catwalk and he just struts down it like no one needs to tell him how to walk down that thing he's got a sassy little turnaround Um, but once he's on that catwalk you might be shy off it but on it it's just like where he feels at home nothing can touch him and he's free to be frank and i think in this world he's a one-word model named frank and everyone's like oh frank of course
3: See, I would say that's what he does in his urban stuff too, but it's like a good photographer gets that out of him because mm-hmm. like he wouldn't normally he's kind of normally kind of stoic, you know, he's not like a super talkative dude or whatever, but he shows it through his face, you know, and his actions yes. when he's getting photographed. Yes. I think that's that's uh-huh. how he does it in my reality if we're doing two separate ones here. For but, sure.
2: Yeah, they're very closely related. They're on like a similar frequency vibration, but
3: Yeah, they're definitely like world like, you know, i-283 and like i-285 yes. something like that uh-huh. they're, they're close they're close on the frequency absolutely
2: all right i feel good about our jobs for frank let's move on to the final nick as part of this epic project that we've undertaken that's porzingis the franchise i have two possible ones for crispy do you want to start or should i have this one
3: you know, I'll lead and then I'll let you finish with your two ideas. Okay. Right. Just just on the off chance that you thought of the same thing for one of your ideas as I have for my okay. one. So so my idea for Chris Stapps is that he would be a businessman, mm. a young a young hotshot, mm. and he would be in charge of foreign affairs because Chris Stapps right now is very smart. He's multilingual. Like I think he speaks like four different languages presently, maybe five. Yeah. At least at least parts of four different languages. Um, because he's I know he for sure has uh Latvian, Spanish, English, and I I think he said he speaks a little French as well. Mm -hmm. Um but so he would be like he would be like the hot shot, like international business guy. He's very Personable he seems very aware of what it is to have and maintain a brand quote unquote
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, and and you know he he'd be stepping at the forefront of new social media strategies stuff like that he'd really be leading his company into the future mm-hmm. at some point someday he would wind up becoming the CEO, possibly the youngest CEO in his company's history oh I don't know for God. sure um, whatever company it was would be doing something very very progressive and exciting and maybe at a certain point he would even leave a senior executive position at one place to go to another where he's starting it from the ground up because he feels that they weren't achieving enough in the the innovation part of the the business Uh and that's and he would move on to try to start something new on his own and be also incredibly successful at that yeah he doesn't want to just do
2: the same old thing he wants to place mm-hmm. his own trail. Um, mm-hmm. he wants to be unique. I see him being an excellent traveler in this scenario too. Like he's, yep. he's got TSA pre check. He's got like the most cutting edge luggage that has like built in Wi Fi or whatever the fuck. And, despite you know,
3: being despite being seven foot three, he can blend into a crowd pretty easily. Uh-huh. You know? He packs all see. his clothes in
2: like vacuum sealed bags. And just can like fit he can <laughs> he can go he can go he can travel around the world for like 6 months at a time in one piece of carry on luggage. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. He's almost like an assassin, but a but a business person. Business assassin. Business assassin. Yeah. I okay, I I think I'm I'm running more of like a brand. It's it's definitely there's branding going on with mine. Um, and for my first alternate timeline, Chris Stapp's job, he's kind of a professional hype beast. He <laughs> He's a social media influencer who is basically monetizing like his Instagram. He's got a big following. He's always attending launch events for new sneaker collaborations. He's going to Kith and flight school in New York City a lot, you know, and like... Uh, he he he's there at all the openings, he's like sneering at people online, he just walks right through, you know, and he gets paid to promote these events on his Instagram. Um, he gets to keep hitting on Instagram models, which we know he loves. Basically someone whose only interest is monetizing their narcissism. So this isn't the most flattering um, alternate reality for Christoph. So I'll move on to one that's a little bit more flattering. And I could see him as the world's tallest skateboarder, kind of hmm. like a Tony Hawk type. He would do the kind of the vert stuff. I think it's called vert, like the ramps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's called vert. Yep. Yeah. You get the big air. I just have a really easy time picturing his body doing that kind of like skateboardery hunch that they sort of do when they grab the board. You know what I doing mean? Doing like
3: a 720, 720 McTwist on the, sure. you know, up in the air. Jesus yeah.
2: air. Yeah. All that stuff. Hmm. Whatever.
3: Um and I feel like is he strictly would, is he strictly a skateboarder or does he do the double duty like Sean White where he's also a snowboarder?
2: Oh, yep, yeah, let's do that too because he's also he's a he's a unicorn in this world too. you know he's someone with a unique skill set for someone of his size. I think he can't get away for that no matter what. he's doing things at seven three that people have never done at seven three before. I think that's the key here.
3: Does he does he like Trey Burke in his pizza shop instinctively do a move with the skateboard where he passes it through his legs and he yes, doesn't quite know yes, why? Yes.
2: <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Oh my god. Oh. I wonder why he has me blocked on Twitter. You know what I mean? I can't figure it out.
3: Kristen. I don't know. We should start a campaign to get you on I've
2: tried before. It doesn't really gain momentum. People don't seem to care. I'm really the only one who cares. Yeah. I-
3: Sad. Well, you know, You probably did something to deserve it. Nah, I don't think so. Does he have you blocked on Locked on Knicks or on or injury report? On NBA injury report. Oh, well, it's probably because you made fun of him.
2: Yeah, it might be. It might be. He, <laughs> might, he might find the whole enterprise distasteful, which would be fair, you know. Yeah. I get it. Chris Depp, just know that I love you. I know I called you someone whose only interest is monetizing their narcissism, but... It's, I got a job to do here to entertain the people during the off season. I'm sure you're a great guy. You seem like a swell guy. Come on the show. And I don't really want it to be that kind of show. You know what I mean? I want to live in my bubble where I make fun of these guys and don't feel like I've got to give them favorable coverage if they don't deserve it. Because we give you the <laughs> real shit at Locked On Next.
3: Are, are you really telling me that you would like straight-faced say no thank you if Chris Tapps came up and was like, oh, I'd like to come on your show, man?
2: I gotta say, every day Ennis Cantor emails me and he's like, James, can I please come on the show? And I say, Ennis, no. It's not that kind of show.
3: (laughs) I wouldn't be terribly surprised because he does seem like he's doing like a media tour right now (laughs) or he's just hitting up like every possible media thing at this moment.
2: Oh my god. Oh, this is, I mean, we're just recording this all in one shot because we're pros, but I think this is going to be a nine-part series, a 900-part series.
3: Yeah, it's a very real possibility. Dear, uh, dear listener at the end, thank you for making it all the way through this uh, Time Life documentary series <laughs> chronicling what Nix would be in alternate realities.
2: Nix and Morty. Alex, thank you so much for joining us. Why don't you tell the people where they can find you online. If there's anything you want to plug, you can go ahead and do that right now.
3: So just check me out uh, on at the Alex Wolf on Twitter. That's A-L-E-X-W-O-L-F-E. Um, that's where I'm at on Twitter. You know, I'm trying to write some stuff on Posting and Toasting, even though we're in the the slow season right now, slow part of the off-season. But that's PostingAndToasting.com, SB Nation's official Knicks blog. Uh, so check, check me out there. Check out our other guys there, too, actually. Um, Zach Delizio, who has been on this show before, right? He Zach, has, been on he here, has right? indeed. Not for a little while, I don't think. Right, it's but he not has been on too
2: it. long. He he started feeling self conscious because he sounds like a talking meatball, and I was like,
3: Zach, <laughs> don't worry about it.
2: The people love your insight, yeah. so we're gonna get him back. People
3: love see. people love meatballs. Come on, yeah, um, But he he just wrote something really cool this week, so you should check that out. I mm-hmm. think that made it to the big the big SB Nation page today. So good for him, man.
2: What you're saying so right I'll now, I'll now I'll is going to air I'll seven months from now, so people won't know what we're talking about. But that's okay.
3: No, it'll still be there. It'll be up on the top of SV Nation forever. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, but once we've reached the end of uh, uh 12-part documentary series on <laughs> Knicks with other jobs.
2: Oh, it's the off-season. It is the gonna...
3: off-season. I just realized I should have done at least one or two of those with a British accent. We screwed up, right? Quick, let's, uh, let's go back. We'll, uh, we'll scrub this out, and I'll, I'll re-record a couple. No big okay. deal, right? Perfect. We got it. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> of course, James. Bye.
2: All right, that's it. Man, it was a journey, wasn't it? Don't you guys feel like you've been on a journey? I do. Uh, you know, a terrifying but rewarding journey, exactly like Lord of the Rings with no difference whatsoever. That's it. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you got a moment, rate us on iTunes. Subscribe to the show. If you have not already, tell your friends about the sensation that is Locked On Knicks. If you have not already, follow us on Twitter at Locked On Knicks for bonus takes and general camaraderie. Or at NBA Injury Report for jokes and jokes and jokes about basketball. Be chill to each other. Spay it into your pets. If it's yellow metal, if it's brown, flush it right down. Always salt the pasta water. Take that, take that, take that for data. Biggie's the best rapper of all time. It's easy. Just follow your heart. Don't be a jerk about it. You know what I'm saying? Peace.
0: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.